Hey, welcome back, people. Uh, this is going to be Kent and Chris, and we're going to be talking about House of the Dragon, episode number two, season one, in Kenter at Your Own Risk, episode 28. Um, so, I had a pretty good week, Kent. I hope you did, too. Uh, well, yesterday was Nine Deuce, so it was, uh, you know, it was a good time. We had our very first Nine Deuce-themed party at uh, that Sheila's. Was, that was 25 years, wasn't it? I, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure my calculations are actually kind of on point for once, I think. Um, so, either way, it's the unofficial, official 25th anniversary. 25 years of staring at your fingers. <laughs> yeah, 25 years of being a jackass. It's, uh, gosh, time flies when you're an idiot. So, so, so who was there besides Sheila? I'm assuming um, since you were at her place. Yeah, uh, well, have you ever met Glenn? Her Glenn. boyfriend? No, no. I, the last time I was up visiting, when I, I actually saw her, uh, Eric and Carrie came up while I was up there. Um, uh, she was still single, so. Okay. Yeah, Glenn's a really solid dude, so he, he's fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Craig, his wife and kids, Heather and the boys. Um, it's so weird to think of Craig as being married. It. Yeah, it's it's weird seeing Craig in dad mode, but uh, <laughs> it, it works on some level, so uh, it, that's cool. Um, my friends Tom and Kaylee, who I don't think you've ever met, mm-hmm. um, uh, Phil and Steve, um, Raylene was there, um, Ron, and I don't know, there was like 15 of us in total, so... I don't know. I think I ran down everybody who was there. Um, gotcha. It, it was nice. And then, like at at the thing, like somebody's like, "Did you even think to invite Jim?" I'm like, "No, but I'm fairly sure he was still away." But that was like, "I'm not sure." <laughs> he should have been like, he didn't answer his blog questions for the week. Yet. <laughs> this is his punishment. <laughs> no guy deuce for you, Jim. But. Yeah, no, it was a good time. It was weird doing a party at Sheila's while there's kids around. Because um, every time I'm there, I'm just used to it being an adult party. So it was like drinking and, I don't want to say debauchery by any means, but I mean, it was just, you know, like, say whatever's on your mind. And, and here is like, you know, kind of choose what you say. <laughs> or you could just do what I do and... Realize after you've said it that oops, there was a, you know a six year old right next to you. <laughs> I I tried being mindful. I went into it, I'm like nope, I'm not even going to drink until the kids are gone. Then I was just like no, I'm going to immediately start to drink. Not that I drink heavily by any means, but it was just something for me because I'm never around kids and kids kind of like freak me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they intimidate the hell out of me, so I, I, I needed something to. Relax me just a little, so that was it was nice. Gotcha. But and that was it. Like my whole week has been uh, une- uneventful. Aside from that, um, been working on the website and 
I have to update it to a new PHP version, which I don't even know what the hell PHP is. I just know that you got to update it every once in a while, like once or twice a year. And before you do that, you're supposed to back up the site. So I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Except the file to back up the site is 8.5 gigs or some nonsense like that. <laughs> so I haven't done that uh, yet. But I will, and then the website will hopefully run a little smoother. So. That's good. I just basically worked a bunch. Um, caught up on House of the Dragon. Uh, I actually just watched um, the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings: Ring of Power tonight, and it was better than I was expect, better than I was hoping. So that's always good. Now, where, when in the story does this show take place? Oh, see, that's weird because it's they're fucking around with the timelines. You know, like, they have from, like, 12,000 before, you know, um, Lord of the Rings to, like, 2,000 before Lord of the Rings to, to play with. But they're kind of condensing stuff from both ends of that period into each other. Okay. Like, like right now they've got Elrond and Galadriel as, like, best friends, kind of. You know, like, so Hugo Weaving and Kate Blanchett from the movies. Yeah. Only in like real life, like Hugo Weaving is Kate Blanchett's character's son-in-law, so it's kind of weird to you know be best friends with like the mother of the woman that you're gonna marry. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe Middle Earth is a little closer to Westeros than we thought. <laughs> it, it, it could be. It really could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, good good on that. I guess. <laughs> But it's, it, I watched it with my wife and, you know, she's into all of this stuff. Not as much as I am. She, she dreads like every big vacation I take where I force her to watch the extended versions of all the Lord of the Rings movies. But, um, you know, she, she we finished watching it and she's like, I'm intrigued enough to keep going. And I was too. You know, I didn't quit on it like I did on the f- first 15 minutes of the Wheel of Time show. So, so that's good. Gives yeah. me some hope. And, uh, I, I actually really liked this week's episode too. Um, I think it might have been a little slower in more more ways, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I don't know if you looked at my, my answers to your questions, but I'm hoping we get like a Euron analog in episode three coming up. So, I haven't read anything, but Euron has been on my mind, so to speak. Well, so. one of the questions was, you like, what do you think is going to be happening with the, the Kingfisher or the, the Crabfisher? And I was like, I hope we get somebody just as entertaining as Euron was. Uh yeah, wait. Is it? Is he the crab feeder? Crab feeder, crab. I don't crab. Uh, he's, he's got, got crabs. crabs. <laughs> yeah, good. Glad we both went to that joke. Uh, um, one thing I was wondering. Um, all right. I, since I don't feel this is a spoiler whatsoever, um, was Daenerys the first female ruler of the Targaryen bloodline? Or did they never cement that? Like, yes. Okay, so that basically yeah. spoils a large portion of the story in some way. Because, I mean, basically, doesn't that basically cement the fact that Rhaenyras is just never going to be the ruler, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, like, doing a prequel makes sense, but then doing you also... There's no room to maneuver. I mean, you can't change history without 
changing the yeah. whole story. Well, okay, so yeah, that was kind of in my mind of why uh, I, I I felt like oh, I hate to use Star Wars as an example, but you know there were certain plot points that it had to hit, and much in the same way it was kind of handcuffed. This is kind of handcuffed because in some ways they're trying to run this whole you know sweet innocent badass Targaryen girl on a quest for this or that or the other, but, I mean, what kind well, of payoff is there going to be in the end for her? Well, like, it's, a lot of it so far is just a bait and switch, because it seems like, you know, if, if you don't know what's going on in the background, and you don't, haven't read the book, and you, you don't, just don't know the history, um, you know, it seems so far like the big thing is going to be, uh, what Rhaenyra versus you know Damon you know or Viserys versus Damon you know they're the two, but the the main focus is going to be when we whenever we get the time skip, and it's ends up being Rhaenyra versus her younger brother. Right, and that's Aegon, right? Yeah, one of the Aegons. <laughs> Aegon the Fourteenth. So I mean, I mean, you know, people are probably going in there expecting, oh yeah, I really like Patty Considine, I really like Matt Smith. Are they even going to be in season two? Oh, that's going. I mean, because yeah. Patty, I feel has really been one of the show stealers so far. Uh, he he's been so good. Uh, yeah, I really I really enjoyed him too. I like his character. He's, yeah, he's, he's complex enough to be interesting without being you know so just a single idea of a character you know of a, he's not just greedy or just lustful or just not paying attention to his daughter you know no i mean i know we just want to kind of delve into this but i do have a follow-up question here um do do we was there any characters that we know of from Game of Thrones that was a continuation of Corliss's bloodline? I don't think so. Okay. I mean that doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna see the end of him. I was just kind of curious if there was any. Well, I mean and again, you know if if two families marry, you know, like sure. if a Targaryen married a Valerian where it wasn't like the man and the woman, you know, then that would just become a Targaryen bloodline. Well, yeah, I mean, plus, yeah. I mean, we we know of late Lena, mm-hmm. Lena. So, I mean, technically, we have no idea who. Well, I don't know who she eventually yeah, may I, or may I not marry. I don't either. I mean, I, I know things about like four or six of the characters in this series, and that's it. Well, hopefully, one of them is Myceria because I have questions that we'll get to. No, no idea, nothing. No, Damn. don't fucking know anything about her. <laughs> All right, let's do a recap here. All right, so we we open up with uh, crabs, <laughs> crab, lots of crabs. No crab people, but just crabs. Crab people. Yeah. Um, Actually, was, that whole scene was awesome. Right? Yeah, this, it, I I liked both the beginning and the ending where they showed it. It was. I mean, it it shows you the the stakes for that kind of shit, you know. Like, yeah, we're losing ships. You know, okay. You could anything from you know like a little yacht cap, you know, capsizing to you know um, what was the uh, 
I'm the Captain Now movie with Tom Hanks. Uh, was that Sully? No. But, yeah, anyway, you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, wait, the pirate one, right? Yeah, yeah. Ca- Captain something. Captain Phillips? Yes. And then and then we actually see it, and it's, you know, like, dudes are being impaled to sunken ship masts and fed to the crowd. You know, it's it's not <laughs> wine and roses down in the sea lanes. Yeah, it, it just gives me a whole different perspective on crabs and how much... You know, they're terrifying now. I mean, it makes sense when you see that kind of stuff, why they're an enemy in every single one of the Souls games. That's right. That's right. Um, So then we go to the Kingsguard commander has died as well, and a new one must be selected. Um, Corlys wants to go to war with the Crab Feeder, and the Council doesn't want to go to war with the Free Cities because they have a lot of money. The king says he's trying diplomacy, but I don't think we ever get an example of, like, what he's been doing, or even if it, you know, if he's actually been doing something and not just trying to placate Corlys. I have a quick question on Corlys. Sure. All right. I. So, as far as I can recall from Game of Thrones, I don't remember ever seeing uh, a a black character, an African-American character, whatever, uh, with... It, it, is he supposed to have... Is that supposed to be gray hair, or is that, like, Targaryen hair? That That's something that I keep looking at. It's supposed to be v- Valyrian hair. Okay, so... So, like, that, old old Valyria, where they came from. All is, races would have that same hair color. Is that how it is? Well, I... Yeah, I don't know enough, but I don't think Corley's was originally intended to be to be black. I think the intent was for all of the Valyrian characters to kind of look like the golden bronze skin tone with the white hair, kind of that they've suggested the Targaryens had. Right. And I know that that was one of the decisions they made for Diver. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal for this, you know, but that that raises the question. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming that, you know, Valyria is kind of supposed to be like the the old Numenor version from Middle Earth. You know, we're like, or like Atlantis from from our, okay. uh, you know, like a more advanced place where people um, were just better. You know, they had the dragons, and like he says, you know, he's from his family's from Valyria, and he was nobility, but they didn't have dragons, so instead of uh, being able to just rule everybody. You know, he had to claw for everything that his family... You know, his family had to claw for everything that they were able to get. Right. I, I've I've really just genuinely enjoyed his hair game, so it's been <laughs> in my mind the first two episodes. I'm like, I, I couldn't quite tell what the reasoning was, so I, I was just, yeah, genuinely curious. So I'm, I'm going to throw us on a tangent for a second. Just a second, okay. because you brought up yeah. hair game. Okay. Uh, if you, If everybody doesn't know... Kent is very, very bald. Alopecia since 1993. And I keep my hair cut really short nowadays, or try to. Uh, I am balding, but um, I was sitting at work watching a camera the other day in one of our um, like security hubs. And there's a, one of the cameras 
in both of the the two hubs that we have, one focuses on each. So, like, if something happens in the one I was in, the people in the other one could see and call an alarm. And if something happens in the other one, we could see and call an alarm. So, um, so I could see from behind myself uh, while I was sitting down watching the camera. And I looked over, and I'm like, holy shit. I, I didn't realize I was standing that badly on the top in the back. <laughs> A real humbling moment. It, it really was, because I, you know, when I keep my hair as, as short as I try to, you can't tell, but, but it got a little bit longer cause it, I don't shave it every two weeks now. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting older. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, all right. <laughs> back to the house of the dragon. <laughs> yeah. So I really, I like to go along with, I like Corley's hair game too. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I miss his beard. I wish I could have a beard. Oh yeah. That would have been awesome. I may have to make a new character now than ring and model it after Corliss. <laughs> I, I just might have to do this. Anyway. Uh, so then we go to... Um, Renera suggests taking the dragons and burning the crab feeder up. And I'm pretty sure the dragons trump crabs in whatever world you go to. Uh, and then Otto and the rest of the council looks at her and like, why the fuck is this woman talking? <laughs> like, go pick out the new Kingsguard instead. They they could not have been more dismissive. I I I was just it, it was a funny scene in just how ridiculously dismissive they were it of was, the air. I felt bad for her. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it, it was hilarious and depressing simultaneously. But I was like, that's what you do to the heir to the throne. Really, guys? Like, you don't think she's not going to remember that? How dismissive? Like. You're, you're ne- never going to have any pull. In theory, like, if I'm one of those guys, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, she's eventually going to be the ruler. Maybe I'm not going to be a dick to her, but no, that doesn't cross anybody's minds, apparently. Uh, not only that, but it shows kind of like how, to be blunt about it, weak Viserys is, because he doesn't even, you know, chide them on it. He just goes along with it. You know, I'm pretty sure if, like... Tywin Lannister had seen that have people talk to like to Cersei. Oh, Cersei! Any of his children, like or grandchildren, oh. like that when they were there, you know, they would have been like strung up on the outside of the Red Keep, you know, their head next to Ned Stark's. Yeah, Tywin would not have uh, allowed that to go on. So yeah, it it does show a very different uh, form of leadership, no doubt. So then we go to her choosing the new Kingsguard. Um, we got uh, her her dude with her. I forgot what his name is. Westerling. Uh, yes, yeah, Sir Harold. He's just got a badass voice too. I fucking love it. Anyways, he's awesome. Yeah, we see a couple dudes who've got like no no, no real qualifications whatsoever. Oh, he caught a poacher on the way in, or an attempted poacher on the way. <laughs> Uh, and then the one that she ends up choosing is Sir Kristen Cole, the only one who's got real combat experience and who's happens to be good looking as well. So that probably helps. Yeah, the ha- the handsome guy with war experience. Yep, you take that guy anytime, every time. Um, so then we get Viserys showing Alicent his model of King's Landing and his knowledge of history. He asks, talks to her about Rhaenyra avoids him and she says you know uh, I'm sure she would actually talk to you if you made the effort 
Right. Basically, I mean, summing it up. Yeah. yeah. But he also tells her not to speak of these talks. Yeah, yeah. We don't want. We don't know what people would think. And then we get like this six month time jump, like out of the blue. I it, think it's supposed to have been the six month time jump from the beginning, and they just didn't establish that. Oh, okay. I, I was like, wait, you just do a time jump mid episode? It, it felt kind of weird. Yeah, they just they didn't bother to say, hey, it's been six months, and then this is the first time it's mentioned, so. It seems weird, so that, but yeah. Doesn't that make the whole scene even funnier now to think, all right, it's been six months later, and these guys, you know, three scenes earlier were just so dismissive of the air, and yet they yeah. all pledged. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, well, they pledged, and then they made her big, bring them drinks for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> I guess anytime you get to do that, you you, you go for that, I, I guess. I don't know, yeah. That's just kind of, it, it puts things in perspective. All right, so then we go to, in this scene where we figure out the six months, Allison's talking with Rhaenyra. Um, Rhaenyra suspects the council's trying to have her replace, which, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like that. Yeah. They, they pray and make wishes at a candle altar where she's like, you know, I talked to my mom by, by doing this. They kind of clutch hands a couple times, you know. Hmm. <laughs> I, I I didn't know that she was fifteen in this. Like, there's no way the actress was. No, the actress was born two thousand. They should have had a younger female playing. I don't know. She doesn't look fifteen to me. She looks like an adult when I'm seeing this. I know I'm kind of splitting hairs over a few years, but <laughs> I, don't well, know. I don't know. Seven years at that point is thirty three percent of her life. So. Yeah, I, I I feel like they should have went with a younger actress if this character was supposed to be fifteen. Uh, I mean, especially since they're going to age her, what like ten years in in uh, six months. I mean, so she'd almost be the same age <laughs> she is in real right. life. Yeah, it, but they're are they keeping the same actress? No. Yeah, uh, so they're keeping the they're hell? keeping everybody the same except for Allison and Rhaenyra. <sighs> All right. Like, doesn't that make you wonder why they didn't just go with an age-appropriate... Because Allison also doesn't look... I mean, actually, we don't know if she's supposed to be 15, but I'm assuming they're the same age, right? Yeah, it would make sense, yeah. And she was born in 2003, so she is? Wow. She's got three years younger, so she's at least age-appropriate for the character. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I just found it weird but whatever i'm nitpicking at this point it's okay it's okay um so we we get some you know character development between the two of them in the sept um then we go to viserys meeting with corley's and rainy's his cousin um so they they blunt up and say the realm is weak and suggest that the king marry their daughter lena yeah. Yeah, this is going to lead to an awkward scene. Yeah. Okay, so then we go to the king and his daughter dining, um, trying to break the ice, being really awkward with each other, uh, apologizing for suggesting to burn the enemies of the kingdom. I mean, maybe that's just like a female 
Targaryen thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, burn them! <laughs> we got dragons, why not just burn everybody, okay? Come on. I mean, Daenerys is going to do it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they they open up a little bit, but not to the extent well, I think either one of them want. But it seems like maybe like a little conciliatory kind of dinner between the two of them. It, until the very end where he completely just cuts her off and shuts her down. And yeah. he's like, nope, you, you'll learn. And like that was it. It was kind of like they made progress and then immediately he's like, I think we're taking things too fast. Let's let's pump the brakes. Yep. So then we find out that the, the little cut that the king got in episode one on his hand from the throne is like septic and they're using maggots to... Uh, to eat the dead flesh around it, but they don't, don't. They still haven't touched on the spot on his back, right? That hasn't been touched on since, right? Yeah. Well, we didn't see it. No. Okay. I I, I enjoyed the whole maggot idea. Like, well, I mean, you know? that's, that's what they did. Like, I mean, I I think the first time I remember seeing something like that was Gladiator. Ah, Gladiator. Lived good stuff. It needs to heal. <laughs> um so Hightower he tells Hightower of Corley's plan and uh, the the Grand Maester says, you know, that's the smartest thing that you could do. And we go to the king walking in the garden with Lena, who looks like she's about six years old and just <laughs> makes me super fucking uncomfortable. And that, that your that parents would pimp you out like uncomfortable. That. Yeah. I can't think of a more uncomfortable scene in this whole franchise's history other than this. I, I just sat there I was like, I kind of want this scene to be over with. I, I don't know what's going to come of this, but I don't like it. <sighs> and we get a little background on some of the other dragons that we haven't seen or heard of, so that's cool. Um, and she she gives a speech, and he's like, you know, did your parents tell you to say that? And he's she's like, yes. He's like, what else did your parents tell her? And she's like, well, I wouldn't have to sleep with you until I'm 14. Yep. Uh, yeah, I wrote all of this down in detail, and it was just weird. But once again, I focused on the hair game. So at least I have my priorities straight. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's just uncomfortable. Then we go to a scene with Rainies and Renera <laughs> talking. And uh, I like this one because it, you, you see that, like, Neither one of them get where they're coming from, but both of them are right. In the f- so yeah, with Rhaenyras, like mm-hmm. it's funny because like she in her mind thinks, "Oh, well, I should have been queen or whatever." And I get this like vibe that even though she may have had the bloodline for it, people really just don't like her as a human being. Is that the same vibe you get? No, not at all. No, okay. No, she's she. Uh, She's the one who sees what is going to happen because, hey, hindsight, we know that it happens. Um, and Renera just doesn't fucking get it. You know, she thinks that, oh, yeah, I got named heir, so everybody's going to just obey me because I'm the heir. When Rainey's was you know, in the same boat, she was the one who actually should have been king, queen, over Viserys. And then the entire realm showed up to say, nope, we'll. We'll take a dude with a less uh, legitimate claim to the throne than you 
over a woman. It makes all the sense in the world, quite frankly. So, I mean, she's, she's speaking from, you know, the negativity that she's already experienced herself, you know, and but quite, do you think she's well liked though? I, I don't. I just never feel like anybody really likes listening to anything she has to say other than Corliss. Well, have you ever seen her talk to anybody other than? Um, I mean the the um, Baratheon, you know, asked for her uh, favor. I, I am making broad yeah. assumptions based on nothing other than assumptions. Yeah, I mean, and we haven't. I mean, I doubt she has much of a presence at court except through Corliss, since he's on the. Near her husband and on the, the large council. Fair enough. Maybe she's actually a decent character. I just, I don't know. I keep getting this weird vibe, and you know, it'll probably never pay off in in my mind. But you know what? I have made other grand assumptions that sometime in the future come true. So that's my bold prediction: is that people really don't like her. Well, I mean, I think that if people didn't like her, Viserys would be one of them, considering that they were you know, rivals, but the fact that he seems to genuinely enjoy her That's more than true. Corliss. Yeah. <laughs> and when they show up, he's like, Oh, cousin and your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that is a valid point. Now you're just raining on my parade. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. You're raining on my rain nearest and rain parade. Maybe we can get like a third Rainier, <laughs> raining on the rain. Yeah, the rain in Spain. Anyways, can we get Roman Reigns a cameo? Maybe. Um. So we go from that scene to the scene cracked me up. Actually, this next scene, I, I don't know why. Uh, the series talking to Allison about Lena. She gives him a gift of the dragon model that he broke earlier. Um, and then her dad shows up and is like, Hey, we've got a small council emergency session. You got to talk about, can't tell you what's going on. We got to wait till you get there to, to bring it up again. Am I the only one that found it kind of funny? Just like the childlike wonder that Viserys had, like playing with the statues and stuff. Nope. Nope. It's, it's boys playing with toys. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I find it, I like how so into the character he is, like, he just totally sold, sells me on this. Dude, so, he was, uh, it was like he was playing Dark Souls and she fixed his controller for her, <laughs> or for him. You know? <laughs> Here's a new one, now your RT will work. Yay! <laughs> Yay, I can finally, finally beat Elden Ring! <laughs> um... So they, they go into the small council emergency session, and we find out that Prince Damon has stolen a dragon's egg, and his second wife, who turns out to be, uh, what was her name? Myceria. Myceria is pregnant and needs the egg to lie with the baby. Um, you know, so everybody's ups- uh, incensed that he snuck in and stole an egg and He's been staying at Dragonstone, which is supposed to be the the heir's uh, castle. And um, I have two questions. Go ahead. All right. One, Dragonstone is that where like in like the final season, like Tyrion and uh, like Daenerys, like 
they were there for a little bit, right? Like plotting stuff. Oh, okay. So Stannis's Dragonstone was Stannis's fortress at the beginning of the show, and we saw him a couple times. Like that's where Melisandre burnt the um, the uh, things with the blood to to send oh, okay. out after um, with um, what's his uh, what's his name's blood uh, to send yeah. out after. Um, Renly and and uh, Joffrey and you know so that's where they were and then yes when she finally got to the the Seven Kingdoms that was where she stayed and so that's like that's where she met John and that's where you know a lot of the uh, councils and stuff were going on until she finally advanced on uh, the North and then King's Landing. Okay, that's why I, I was fairly certain, but then I can't ever trust my memory. Um, my other question is: Does like does Damon have any right to the eggs? Like, since he's a kind of royalty in some way or related to royalty, like does he have any kind of birthright to at least like a dragon egg, or is it strictly for whoever's in oh, charge? No, no, no. I mean, he's. I mean, he's got a fucking dragon. You know, he. He has a right. I think it's more along the lines that like he didn't ask. He's living in a place that he shouldn't be. He defied the will of the king that he go back to his wife in the Vale. Um, then he steals one again without asking. And not only does he steal one, but he steals the one that was destined to be um, the king's son who died. It's dragon. So I mean, you know, all that of that compounding. Funny. You know. Yeah. Okay. I, I did find that whole funny. Like, which one in particular did you take? Well, well and, like nobody asks until Renera asks. So I mean, you know, it's good to see that nobody pays attention and they're and like Viserys is Viserys kind of Viserys kind of like, oh no, it's okay. And then he finds out that you know which one an insult to him, and he's like, fucking go kill that. <laughs> yeah, like you, you, you know, you could have picked you know Pony Express. No, you picked Dreamfire. Yeah. Well, and then, and then you can also see another example of how the the political situation's whacked when the king's like, "I'm going to go get it back," and and his hands like, "Nope, you're not going. Can't let you go." Yeah, like he he really gave up pursuit really fast. He's like, "Oh well, my rage is over. Yeah, you guys can just go and die and yeah, have fun. Whatever. Have fun. Start yeah. a, start a war. I, I will go back to playing my statues now." <laughs> That's exactly what he really did. It was like he was pissed off, and then immediately some other opportunity came up. He's like, "Oh, I can go back to playing my toys." Sure. Mm-hmm. Good on him. Plotting which which twelve year old I want to marry. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that that never happens again. I don't need any more scenes with Viserys and Lena. I don't. No. All right, so then we go to Hightower leading a group to Dragonstone, and I think that this was really well shot, this whole next scene. Uh, Wait, quick question. Mm-hmm. Why, why was it such a big deal that Otto called Allison Comely? What do you mean? I, I don't know, it just felt like they emphasized that, and I was just like, uh, I don't know. Like, it just seemed weird to me. That That's all. I don't know. I, I made note of it. Whenever I make notes, it seemed to me that something's important, but maybe there's no importance to it. Probably leading up to what happens at the end, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, I enjoyed how Sir Kristen just ended up coming along. Yep. All right, so I, I we got a really well shot scene where they're heading up to Dragonstone. They're on like this stone bridge. I think I saw something like that was used somewhere in the Mandalorian. I don't know. I mean, to to get back on track. Um, Damon comes out to meet them for a parlay with a bunch of the gold cloaks that he's taken with him. Uh, Hightower, you know, just like, we're going to fuck you up, dude. You're going to get arrested. You seem to be, you know, Damon has his men pull swords. They pull swords. And Damon's dragon appears behind Hightower's guys. So uh, it's not looking good for the home team. And then Renera comes shooting out of the sky on her dragon. Uh, we don't know Damon's dragon's name, right? We know Syrax's. I, they, they said something. They mentioned it in the first episode, but I don't remember. Oh, okay. By the way, the whole him calling calling Sir Kristen Sir Crispin. Yeah, I I enjoyed that line. Yeah, that, I mean the two of them talking shit to each other. Uh, so Renero walks up to him, confronts her uncle, talks to him in Valerian, which you know, old Valerian, which I don't believe any of the other people there could understand. And then somehow she's able to tell that the the pregnancy is a lie. And he smirks at her, tosses her the egg. I was really proud she caught it because, like, he fucking whisked that thing at her. He really did. Like, and she was just like, that was a heads up play on her part. She, yeah. I mean, had she not caught it, or how, how sensitive are dragon eggs? Like, I would have, have assumed that that would have probably been war. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, by the way, I also like the balls on, on Otto. He's like, Sir Kristen, you, you, you get the princess and get her out of here. I mean, she's of no help. She just came on a dragon. Yeah. Like, Otto, man. It's <laughs> great. I don't know. That, that was good. Uh, so she flies away with the egg. Damon's upset. He goes and sees Masseria, who's now upset at him because she finds out, like, uh, you said we were married. You said you're, I'm pregnant. You know, you're putting me in danger. I'm like, so I'm wondering, is this where the questions that you were asking about her come into play? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, go ahead and ask them, and <laughs> we'll ponder together. All right. So uh, that would have been question four yeah um so uh, yeah i don't understand i didn't understand damon's whole strategy other than to like just piss people off but like why was he also i don't know like what the whole game is with my mysteria and i feel like he just pissed off one of his closest people she's a whore so she's got insight on stuff like I don't know, people just think horror is a horror, but I don't know, I feel like in Westeros, horror's like got all kinds of info. So, did he just like, I don't know, screw himself over? Uh, I mean, it's, you gotta figure out why is he doing this. He wants fucking hugs from his brother. Well, That's, I mean, that's, that's what he fucking, that's his, that's his motivation. You know, he, he doesn't want to be king. He wants to be his brother's hand. And he's fucking... I, he's butthurt that Otto is the hand and he isn't, because you can tell that they fucking hate each other. 
Does anybody like Otto aside from Viserys? Maybe, maybe Alicent. <laughs> maybe, but yeah. you know, he did call her comely. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, it almost seemed like she was talking about him protecting her and blah blah. So I'm wondering, you know, is that just you know, you know, a commoner? Being like, you know, I have no power whatsoever in Westeros, so I need, you know, some nobility to protect me, royalty to protect me. Or is she implying that, you know, she's she was a slave, but she was nobility herself, somebody important herself in the past? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I just don't know. I have know. a feeling that she's going to play a bigger... I, I, I think this is like a character that's actually going to grow into be a, a relatively big character. Or she's going to get killed next episode. One or the other. I, I don't know. See, I, see, I don't know. I mean, the fact that Damon probably isn't going to end up being anywhere near as big a character as everybody expects because they're expecting this you know generation to be the focus really means well, that like I don't think like side characters around him are going to end up, end up becoming big characters. That's my concern, and they crafted Damon so well that I'm already disappointed if he doesn't have a big enough role moving forward, which probably he's not going to, which... See, I mean, the only yeah. thing I don't know is, like... Like, for from Rhaenyra's standpoint, after her father dies, you know, Damon would be, like, the best person to ally with in order to obtain you know, the throne, but would he want to, or, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, plus we, we don't even, well, I, I don't know how this whole, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but what, what's coming in episode three, like, I don't even know how that plays out. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so she's upset at Damon, although I don't think she's super upset because again, you know, no, he's her sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's that mad. So Viserys goes to his one of his small council, Lord Strong, for advice, and he says, you know, the Corley's marriage is the best strategic idea that you could you could make for the kingdom. Um, Rhaenyra returns. Viserys is angry. She acted without approval. You know, he told her not to. But then he's you know he's proud of her. She she, she saved the realm. She got the egg back. They discuss the marriage, and she tells him she understands the need, and this seems to kind of smooth over the earlier conversation they had around the um, uh, the dinner they had together. I, how the hell did she... How the hell did the princess, the heir, manage to escape on a dragon, and nobody saw this? Mm-hmm. Like... I'm just curious, like, how, how that happened. Like, nobody saw it. Like, nobody saw a giant dragon flying into the sky. Nobody? Well, I mean, let's put it like this way, too. In order for... Damon's been hanging out at, at Dragonstone, right? So in order for yeah. him to get to the dragon pit to steal the egg, he would have had to fly his dragon in, you know, land his dragon, walk off his dragon, walk into there, steal the egg, walk back out, and hop back on his dragon and fly away, and nobody... <laughs> well, yeah, they just let him do that, too. I mean, so... And, okay, are the Dragon Keepers just a bunch of old, like, Shaolin monk-type guys? Are they actually badasses, or are they just peaceful guys that put eggs in cauldrons? Because I, I, I didn't understand, like, I why imagine, the guys. I imagine they're, like, farmers. <laughs> like, if like, you need the dragon milk, <laughs> they're good for it. 
they, they didn't seem like very good protectors. Like, I'm sitting there like, these are the guys you have protecting the dragons? Like, Well, I mean, that probably explains why there's 17 dragons now, and within two generations, there's only four. And then by like, the time Daenerys is born, there's none. I'm just sitting there like, okay, so if the Hound was alive, or the Mountain, either one of them could have went in and just took all the eggs without any problem. Euron could have went in and got all the eggs without problem. Dude, the way it's seeming is it could have Tyrion could have gone in and gotten Tyrion eggs. could have gone <laughs> Sansa Stark could have gone in. <laughs> like, it, it just, I don't... I don't know. I guess I expected more out of the dragon keepers. I, I expected, you know, some old guys and some young guys. I, I don't know. It just it seems so weird to me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Um. So then we go to the king's council. Viserys says he'll take a new wife, and he names Alicent Hightower as his new wife. Dude, that was shocking. Corlys is upset. Uh, and says some shit, and Viserys reminds him who is king. And, you know, like, this is the part I didn't understand, because it seemed to me that, like, Renera and him had come to an understanding, like, right in the previous scene, and then she gets pissed off and leaves, you know. Probably because she's in love with Allison as well. But, you know, uh, that's just through hints and suppositions. Yeah, I, I found it... <sighs> I found the reactions to the scene a little weird. I, I mean, yeah, if you read into it enough, you, you can come to some conclusions, but uh, I don't know. I'm sitting there like, all right, in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, he's not going to be able to bed Lena for two years minimum, and who knows how long before she's going to be able to birth a child. Um, meanwhile, you have this girl that he could immediately impregnate and she can potentially deliver a baby. I don't understand why there's much blowback on making the choice if the whole thing, the whole objective is to have protection in case uh, Rhaenyra dies and Viserys dies. Like, you want protection for that bloodline as soon as possible. Why was... I, I don't know. Like, am I overthinking this? Well, from who? Like... I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, the only persons, people I understood to be upset were Corley's, which makes sense, because he wanted his daughter to marry, and that would have given him, you know, political advantage. And then Renera. You know, I think everybody else was kind of, yay! The king's, the king's getting married! See, I didn't know if everybody else was happy, because I still get the feeling that nobody likes Otto. Um, I, I have a feeling that, like, most of the council is more his than the king's. Oh. Well, then, if that was the case, then yes, everybody would be yay. I don't necessarily think they're like, yay, this is amazing, but more like, yay, the king is finally listening to us and taking an heir so we don't have to put this woman on the throne. And, I mean, really, that that's the huge obligation right there. That That's the big thing, is now we don't have to put a woman on in charge. So, good on them for that. <laughs> Um, so then we, we end, uh, so Corley's is talking to somebody, uh, gives us a little background on his family, how they didn't have dragons, so even though they're a nobility in Old Valyria, they had to claw for what they want, uh, 
and then it turns out to be Damon he's talking to, and he wants his help against the crab feeder because he says um, defeating him would give Damon, you know, respect and adoration in order to press his own uh, self forward for whatever, you know, to become arrogant. It moves both yeah. of their objectives. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's right in the fact that like if you kill trade. Uh, in Westeros with, you know, that, that basically would be the death knell of the, the kingdoms. So, well, not only that, I mean, especially if you take away the trade via ships and the whole thing is that this guy's the captain of ships or whatever the hell the yeah. phrase is. Uh, yeah, he, he needs to shut that shit down. Um, quick question. So crab feeder is a mirish prince. Where is, I'll assume the place is Mir. Is that a place that we know of? Uh, or is that like a nationality in the thing? I, I don't know what Mirish means uh, in the grand scheme of things. I wasn't sure if it's something you knew. Give me a second. Sure. Oh, uh, isn't that the... Um... Okay, it's, uh-huh. it's one of the free cities. Oh, okay. So it's one of the the what was it? The tri not triage, whatever. Triarchy, yeah. yeah. Triarchy. There you go. Mir, okay. Mir, Tarash, Lis, and Pe- Lis and Pentos. Okay, we know of Pentos from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, that was where um, Viserys and Daenerys started out. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, there. I had a question and got an answer. Yay. I I just love this whole scene, by the way. Like, as much as I liked a lot of scenes in this episode, this trumped them all for me. Mm-hmm. I, like, I liked the reveal that it was Damon. Like, even though you, you knew, like, who else is he going to be talking to? Yeah. Uh, but it was still a good... I liked the reveal, how they did it. So that was cool. Um... Who are the who are the second sons? Oh, he he's just saying second sons. Oh. So like first sons like Tommen would have been a second son. Well, or Tyrion you know, would have been a second. Thinking, like people like like the gold cloaks only like there's mm-hmm. a group called the second sons. But okay. Yeah. Or or Bran, you know they would. Those have yeah. all would have been examples of second sons. You know, they're not going to inherit because of primogeniture, so they have to go and claw. You know, for whatever they need for themselves. Have you been sitting on that word for a while? Primogeniture. I yeah, I don't think I've ever uh, used I mean, that. I, I, well, <laughs> I, I mean, I've used it before, maybe not on this <laughs> podcast. <but laughs> I'm just saying, it feels like a word you may have been sitting on, and good on you for using it. I applaud that. Uh, yeah. What, what's up with uh, crab feet? Like he has a crab feet, or has like a mask? I right? From- I don't. I haven't watched any of the previews, so like, you know, we we just stopped watching at the end of the episode. So like, I saw uh, you know, like just a YouTube thumbnail with a picture next week in House of the Dragon and I'm like, whoa, holy shit, we got the Phantom of the Opera coming in? And then I found out that it was the Crab Feeder, so. Right. Uh, I don't, um, it looks like he's got the fucking 
the scale rot kind of, you know, like his, I don't know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He looks fucked that up. That was my first Whatever guess. this shit is, he's, he looks fucked up, which probably explains why he's crucifying people for crabs. Yeah, well, I mean, crabs help him. He helps crabs. Um, so one of the things I found interesting, because I always try to watch the, after the episode, not only the preview for next week, but I like the little details that they provide with, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> and basically, they heavily implied that Allison was not playing the game, so to speak. She was just legit trying to be a nice person to Viserys. And I I go back and forth on whether I believe that or not. Do you believe she was genuinely just trying to be nice, or do you think in the back of her mind like, it came up like, oh, maybe I could possibly get well, the king? To to, again, direct you to Kent's blog whenever this one goes up about this episode, um, you asked that question, and I answered, I think... Um, the, the number one answer for this is that she was just doing what her father forced her to or coerced her to. But I mean, there are hints in her conversations to Rhaenyra, uh, in the garden episode one. And then in the Septon episode two, um, that, you know, like women are there to breed heirs, you know, and that's, that's their power. Um, and that she would be willing to do that instead of wanting to go off and go on adventures like Renera wants to. Um, so, so I don't like. I'm torn. Yeah, I, I think mostly she didn't. She was just trying to do what her father told her to. Because I mean, I doubt that she would be eating the shit out of her fucking uh, cuticles and fingernails to the point that she's bleeding. If she was, if that was something that she really was willing to embrace as a duty, but at the same time, I mean, I think she's she's smart enough to read between the lines of like what he wants to happen. So, I I, I just I feel like the way that they talked about it after the episode, they almost paint her as like blissfully ignorant, like that this could possibly be an outcome, and I I like. No, she has to know this is a potential outcome. Well, I mean, I, I think look at it like this. Like, she ends up being the one to force the fucking succession issue later on in the future. She's the one who causes the civil war, so. Yeah. I, do you think, like, like the, your question is going to be, do you think she goes from being completely innocent to that person, or was there a little of that in her in the first place already? Yeah, I, I wonder how much... Because, okay, I th- I think she was probably innocent up to a certain point, but how much of her father's influence, because we, we all get the vibe that Otto is, you know, mm-hmm. obviously gunning for things, so how much of her father's influence kind of changed her as she went, you know, into her teenage years? Did it rub off on her, or was she just a, you know, I don't want to say ignorant girl, because she's clearly smart enough to be kind of the tutor to Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, I don't know, I, I just felt that she's smarter than they kind of gave her credit for in that little blip at, at the end. I, I don't know. That that was my take on it. I, I do think she's smarter, at the very least. Maybe she's not playing the game, but she's also not blissfully ignorant. There's no way. Yeah, no. Uh, I'd agree. Yeah, like, I don't know. 
I, I really did like this episode once again. And I, I will admit, I didn't have as much trepidation going into this episode. But yet, now, now I have a different type of trepidation because I don't want to get attached to certain characters that aren't going to be much in play. Like, I have no idea which characters I'm... I already know who I'm liking, and I already know... Like, I can only speculate that Damon... I, I, I don't know. Like, is he going to be a main character? Oh, he's definitely going to be big in this next episode. Right, but I mean, like... You know, in three seasons... Uh, uh, well... Am I going to... Well, I mean, you never know, and that's life, too. I mean, I don't think there were very many people who didn't like Ned, but... You know, he didn't make it past episode 11. And yet, and yet, would you, like, knowing that in hindsight, would you rather not have liked him at all? No, liking yeah. him was the the censure to... I don't know if... Yeah, people still would have liked this, the series, but I think Ned's death cemented getting people into season two to continue to learn. I I still feel you could have brought enough audience back if Ned lived, right? But because of his death, because of the way it was, that guaranteed a larger percentage of people were going to tune into season two. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones really wasn't shocking until that point. I mean, you, it was good, but you know that kind of opened people's eyes to the fact that, oh shit, anybody can die in this thing. I'd, I hadn't even heard of Game of Thrones until my buddy, my other friend Chris, he's like, hey, have you watched this month now? He's like, well, I got it on Blu-ray. You want to just watch it? I was like, eh, sure. Because at that time, we just kind of got rid of cable. So, you know, anything to kind of kill some time w- was welcome. And, yeah, I think we binged it over the course of a day or two. And was like, yes, yes, I, I want more of this. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. Da- Damon really is the most intriguing person to me, followed by Myceria, and at least one of those two people are probably not going to be all that prominent, you know. All right, I got a question for you, Kent. Sure. All right, so in Game of Thrones, we started out even having multiple viewpoints all over the fucking place. Um, here, so far, even though we've got multiple characters... All of the story is basically fixed in King's Landing. Like, do you think that's going to be a benefit or a hindrance to the show going? Uh, I think it's. I think that's a hindrance if they maintain it too long. Um, for now, it feels almost like a necessity. Uh, for, for and at least up till the time jump. Once we have the time jump, they do need to move around in different places to give us more characters because I, I think in some ways that was like one of the most appealing aspects is that you had like a hundred different characters in Game of Thrones all at once, and yet you were pretty much into at least ninety percent of them. I mean, even I guess it worked out that even if you didn't like where one story was, pretty soon you know you'd be in another one. So you had like the King's Landing shit going on in season one, and then John up at the wall, and then Daenerys going over with the um, with Drogo and everything going on in um, on that side of the world. And then uh, later on, Tyrion stuff, where he gets captured and, you know, in the Vale. And, and even then in King's Landing, you had multiple viewpoint characters, 
you know, it wasn't literally just like Renera, Viserys, maybe Otto. Yeah. Right. Like once half the episode stops taking place inside the actual castle, like once it opens up, it'll, it'll breathe new life into this, which it doesn't need right at this moment. Obviously, you know, we need to get to that time jump, but after the time jump, we do need to open up the world significantly because, uh, you know, we, we just need other people to get to know. We, we, uh, I mean, as it is right now, we've seen just a little bit of the crab feeder and we are very excited for it. And we've seen what, two minutes of the guy. Yeah. Not only that, but we've outside of King's landing, we've gotten what, one scene in Dragonstone, and that's it. Two scenes, you know, one on the bridge, and one with Damon and Missaria. And they were oh, great. You know, they yeah. were really good scenes. So I, I guess that's kind of where I'm at. Is we definitely need it. They they, they can't just keep go, keep residing in King's Landing and hope to keep an audience hungry for it, right. episode after episode. And one more question for you. Sure. What do you think of the uh, the introduction, the new new intro? Oh yeah, I watched that twice. Um, I liked it. Uh, it I, I can't sit here and say I liked it as much as Game of Thrones because that became comfort food in in, in some ways. Dude, that but, music comes on and my son will still sit just sit up and just watch it. And like sometimes he'll p- just put the theme song on YouTube over and just replay it over and over and over again. It's a great song. It it really is. I, I don't know where it ranks among all time series songs that be, because that's obviously all very very subjective. But uh, I'm glad that they didn't go the route of trying to come up with a new theme song and hoping like, oh, this will be equally as good. Mm-hmm. No, the familiarity is great. Now, what did you think about the actual content of the, you know? Barring the music the, of the the video yeah. aspect, um, well, was that supposed to be blood or was that like <sighs> from? Okay, so I had to watch it multiple times, and this is one of the reasons why I think it could have been done better. Though all of the things that it's going through that end up raising and lifting up, yeah, it's supposed to be blood. Are the the symbols of the different houses that are related to the Targaryens by blood? Okay, but I didn't fucking get that. You know, my first or even my second time watching that until I saw somebody pointed out, like, I just don't think they did a good enough job of, like, identifying, you know, like, this is going through a stag symbol and this is going through a wolf, you know, kind of shit. Right. I, yeah, I, I understand where you're... Like, visually, it's pleasing, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's cool, uh, like, the couple times meaning? it shot through the blood and, you know, the... the you saw like the the blood on the camera as it was going through and stuff, you know. So it was really interesting, but yeah, the meaning kind of got lost in translation, and I don't know how they could fix it to make it easily, excuse me, more easily understood. I'm not sure unless I mean because a lot of those symbols are stuff that fans are familiar with to an extent at the very least I mean the only thing I could think of would be maybe putting like a three-dimensional representation on top of each one so you know like you've got this the stag symbol and there's a stag on top of it so when it lifts up or or maybe have it come out when it lifts up kind of thing yeah I could see that uh, yeah the, I, I you know, obviously, you can always tinker with it after the first season. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know if they will or not, but they obviously can. You just don't want to tinker with something like that, like, come season four. Yeah. If you don't tinker with it, you do it after season one. All right, well, that, that, that was it for my questions. I, I like the episode. Um, less action, but just as good performances. Some um, uncomfortable stuff in there, for sure. Who, who, all right, Let, let's take dragons away. Who wins that fight on on the bridge? If we don't have dragons, do you, do you think Damon wins, or do you think Otto's crew wins? No, I think Damon wins for sure. Yeah, I, there's, I have there's a like feeling. there's what like twenty of Otto and Damon's. They said like what Damon took like two thousand gold cloaks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that Damon alone could do some serious harm to that group of twenty dudes. Yeah, I mean, on the on the plus side for them, they got Crispin who just fucked Damon up in the the last episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, Otto does. I mean, he doesn't look like he's uh, gonna be you know the the number one uh, deciding factor in that fight. So. Yeah, if anything, Otto seems like the guy that has like a like a hidden dagger up his sleeve or something, and that's the only way he ever would win a fight. Like a like he's like a reminds me of like a mixture of Tywin and Littlefinger. Yes, yes. And see, that's something that I feel we're missing. And I mean, we don't need it right now, but eventually, we need at least one or two super manipulative characters. Well, I think we we got some, but we don't have. Like we don't have a varies, you know. We don't. Ha- we don't have. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a Tyrion. Right. Yeah. We we, we don't have a lot of sharp tongued. We ca- characters yet. We don't have, like a Jon Snow. Like this guy is, you know, all about the honor and shit. Analog or or a Ned kind of analog either. So we just have a bunch of politicians like Viserys seems like a decent guy but you can definitely tell he's ruled by his emotions and you know he kind of bends to whichever way the wind goes at the high table so well that's the tough part about doing a show in this way is that you don't want to blow your load on great characters if you're going to have a time jump where some of those characters just aren't going to have the influence you know you don't want to waste good characters on you know, say three to five episodes. You, you want to wait till the time jumps. So, I'm, I'm just as curious to see what kind of characters we get. Yeah, after but the I mean, time we're jump. not talking about like a time jump of like years and years. We're talking about like a decade at the most. So, even if you introduced a character now, they'd still be there. They they would. I I guess. Yeah, eh, I don't know. Am I the only one just looking forward to Lena at some point wreaking havoc? Um, I mean, her parents might be, but yes. Probably just you. Okay. Like, I, I, I want her to become some warrior princess. She marries some guy, and she comes back for vengeance. Like, I'm, that's what I want. I'm sure you could probably hire somebody to write a fanfic of that for you. <laughs> I don't even think I'd have to pay if I just toss that idea out there. But like, come on, somebody wants to do and it. And she goes through a time warp because of Bran, and she meets up with um, what's her name? <laughs> what's her name? Mormon, and the two of them become battle sisters oh on the back of a a, a dragon, <laughs> and uh, or they one of them rides a dolphin, the other one rides the bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
gosh, we we just we just made magic happen right there. Okay. Yep. We we just made a whole other spinoff that people want to see clearly. Well, I think it's going to be funny is that by the time that people actually hear this, it's probably going to be episode three will already be out. So some of these questions that we asked will already be answered. That's okay. You know, I I look at like I don't listen to hardly any podcast. I do listen to a little wrestling every once in a while, and it's like it's the same idea. By the time I'm listening to it, you know, the next episode or the storyline has continued already, and. It doesn't really affect. I, I'm listening it doesn't affect to your a enjoyment. podcast. Yeah. Like I, I want the insight of whoever the host is. Oh, that that's kind of where I'm at. So, eh. gotcha. Well, uh, again, I had a good time this week. I hope the I hope the series is able to continue being good. I mean, that's that's my biggest hope. You know, let's continue able to entertain me, providing we. I mean, we already know where where the end point is. Yeah, it, it it has plenty to work with, and I just want to continuously feel like every Sunday or Monday, I want to have that feeling of looking forward to it rather than being like treating it almost like work. Yep. Um, so hopefully, and I mean, next episode's going to have some. I mean, we're going to jump a little bit in time, not the full jump, but. Yeah, I mean, a- I mean, shit. We already had a six month time jump, and we didn't even, you know, they didn't even publicize that. So, I mean, you know, if they do that every episode, we could just naturally phase in eventually to, you know, the future. I mean, I assume that we're going to jump close to a year because in the preview showed Allison already had Aegon, I believe. Oh, so I didn't, I didn't see that. So, well, there, I just ruined it for you. I wouldn't say you ruined it. I mean, since we knew that that was coming. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. So, you know, as you say, we had the six month and, you know, nine to however many months. We, we don't know, but I'm just going to say a year just for sake of it. Uh, I, w- I wonder if we're going to actually have a time jump or if they're going to keep expediting this in bits and pieces. Do we know for a fact that there's going to be an actual, like, substantial nine-year time jump? Or do you think that there's a possibility that they just do it in bits and pieces over the first five episodes, for example? Uh, I think we're coming up to one soon, because if I remember the IMDb stuff correct, um, like, the the actresses who play the two adult versions, I think, are in, like, seven or eight episodes for the season one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we are nearing that point because there's only ten episodes. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Find out for certain in just a second. Okay. It's weird. I, on IMDb, it's like there's eleven episodes, but no, there's only ten. Okay. So, so I don't know. So the adult ones are listed for eight and nine episodes, and the young ones are listed for ten episodes. So who the fuck knows? I don't know. I wonder if we're gonna keep having flashbacks or yeah IMDB doesn't always know either people yeah uh, people have unrealistic expectations of IMDB because quite frankly I don't know who can get in and like update this but I it's not just people associated with the show that can come in like yeah other it's people. not as bad as as like Wikia but yes right it, 
it still could be easily changed without it being factual. So, yeah. but yeah, overall enjoyable. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, even though I may, I don't know. There's wrestling going on. There's Game of Thrones, and there's also the value of possibly sleeping at some point. So, but that'll probably be hey. good. Yeah. Either way, tomorrow I'll have the podcast up. I'll have the blog up. I'll both blogs up. Um, and then hopefully we'll get Jim for week three for the blog. And I haven't gotten anybody else interested in the blog, but to be fair, I never even posted week one because of reasons. Uh, so hopefully maybe by mid-season, maybe we can get one other person. Like A four-person panel is good. Yep. Sounds sounds good. I mean, I've, I'm trying trying to talk my wife into doing it. We'll see if she ever actually agrees. I might have to jump through some hoops. Um, but just just yeah. you know, say can't really want you to. That that has to hold some weight, like some weight, right? Uh, I mean, she's never met me uh, at sure. all. So yeah, sure, right. sure, can't. <laughs> just, just be like Tez alopecia. Do it for pity. <laughs> Why not? So, all right. Yeah. Do it. Do it for Jada. Can't That's right. No more slaps heard around the world. Come on. Yeah, hey, I'll get one in just a second. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Um, you can look this up wherever you download podcasts from, or I think uh, Kent's got some stuff on NineDeuce.com. You have the direct direct download link, right? In through that? Yeah, if you go if if you just go to ninedeuce.com and you click the blue pill, you'll go right to the podcast stuff. Nine Deuce so. with nine as a number rather than written out. Just a just a heads up. Yeah, that really is an important aspect. I wonder how many times people have actually wrote out N I N E. And I'm way too cheap to pay for another domain. Like that ain't happening. All right, guys. Again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back sometime next week with episode three. Or episode 29, depending upon what you're looking at. Right. Yeah. All right. See you.